When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up. But it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael and Don. I know Kate Upton's going to say no if I ask her out. It's still worth the ask. I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> That's a Michael drop, by the way. And good evening to Don. If Vietnam were today. That was so deep. And to Don and myself. I'll take that as a compliment. You shouldn't. That's something. That was not. I like the when we have uh, the multiple voices on the drops. Yeah, the interaction drops. I call them. It can make it can make for special moments. Uh, can I just play one happy clip to start off ENN? Happy sure. clip. And then I'll and then I'll reveal the what I saw in the jersey at the Jets game. All right. My favorite moment of the weekend. I, I'm sure you guys both saw this. Was uh, Francisco Lindor's post game presser Saturday night with his daughter. And, uh, focus on, on tomorrow. Buck? Buck. Yeah, Buck left. <laughs> she loves Buck. Aww. Who doesn't? Did you hear oh, how, cute that, now. You know how cute that Buck was? And, uh, focus on, on tomorrow. Buck? Buck? Yeah, Buck left. I think that may be the, 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 the drop we need for Buck at all times and now. And since you're talking about Lindor, yeah. and it's not anybody's fault. Go ahead. It still bothers me. Okay. Nothing worse than when your favorite team is losing. And that basically every commercial break, there is a member of the team that you root for in a commercial. Like it just, it just, it just. I don't even know what the commercial's for, but the uh, what Lindor Mets com- are losing. They go, "There's Lindor in a commercial. Lindor's in a commercial." He's a very appealing gentleman, so I get. No, it. it's not his fault. It's not. It, it just, it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't hit well. That's all. I'm just saying. It just. You know, very I'm handsome saying, guy too. He really is a handsome Very guy. Very photogenic. And I'll tell you what, he seems like, you know, listen, if you, when you look at the list of positives from this year, I, I know, I'm sure there are complaints you can make, but Lindor was certainly a lot closer to the back of the baseball card that you expected. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm, it's not No, him. no, no, no I'm, not just, even, I'm, not even referring, I'm, I'm not even referring to you. I just mean in general, when we're looking at what happened this season. I prefer and, not to look back. I'm and, only looking forward. And Michael, he also, he seems to clearly be committed to being like, you know, a major front facing person for this club yeah for 34.1 a year you better be <laughs> yeah, it's a so it's a fair point you could take your opinion and shove it right yeah, up your ass. just roll it up right up your yeah. jam it up <laughs> who me like, my flush. opinion no no no, no. so you my, said the, the, what, your retort basically completely defecated all over the point that peter was trying to no but i think there's a responsibility to, to getting right. a 341 million so what you're saying it's not worth the compliment because right. it's the least he could do right no, I think it's not the least he can do. It's part of his job. Um, Buck? That's oh, right. The least he can do is your job. That's and he good. did that well over 100 rubies. He did. Buck? <laughs> I like that's. Oh, I, this is my. 
this was my first moment. What? Where I looked at it a glass and I was going to ask Andrew, where would that Aww. seed? Oh, that, that, that hurt. Fuck. I think there's only one person left to ask. Oh, no, now I, I told um, you before. I got to give a closer look to Peter's region. That, Drop madness is over. That, no, that, it's that, not that, that, over. That's a, that's like reaching for the phone to call a, a loved one that passed. Uh, like just, I ser- I tur- totally tur- like Andrew. Andrew, uh, where would where would you seed that? Uh, that so phew. I'll ask uh, Anthony. What kind of seed you looking at there? Wow, because we're looking in the other region. Yeah, the nether region. Nether. If you will. No, no, nether. we're not. There's no regions anymore. Are I thought we, we've do, decided. Do that. we firmly decide that? Well, listen. The committee had a committee of one, and it's all gone. So. Fuck. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> It's a beautiful, Ooh, you it's know what? So I think I think a ten seed this year. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's cute, but there's funnier and more horrifying. That could yeah, win the whole thing. Cute, cute doesn't usually win, Don. You're horrifying stuff. <laughs> that that a is a good point. Who votes against the little child? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, is it better than? Wow. Yes, because yeah, I have yeah. no problem voting against Buster. He's a grown man <laughs> from Vermont. He is a ball player. <laughs> now I didn't. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Anthony. If you look around, I think there's one of her also stopping Lindor to say hello to Pete Alonso as well. I think I did see that. Let me see. If yeah, I, I think know. that's there as well. She was very talkative. Um, also, guys, I have a question for you. Should the should the Mets have been willing to part with some of their prospects at the deadline? Could that have made the difference? No, not I mean, Alvarez, not Alvarez, but others. Not not if not if you're going to build a sustainable team. They want to build the Dodgers. You've got to have a farm system. And it just puts a lot of pressure on these guys to, you know, pan out. Now, Braves Braves made some moves, obviously, but, you know, and a lot of other teams did too, but they're in a different place. This See, is the first year. In defense, year. though, Don, Mets are the oldest team in baseball. They so are. I know what Peter's saying. So if you're going to make those moves, this was the year to make them. But they've got a lot of free agents, and so some of those players might actually be replacing the free agents that leave. Michael, think about it. You can't re-sign everybody, not because Cohen can't afford it, but does it make sense to have a payroll way north of $300 million? And if you're going to bring back DeGrom and you're going to bring back Nimmo and you're going to bring back Diaz, I mean, these guys are going to cost a fortune. So if you let some of those guys go just to be more economical, well, then you're going to replace them with maybe some of the guys that are down there. I mean, Alvarez clearly, I think, is your might be your starting catcher next year. Mm, I mean, you still have McCann for a lot of money. I know, but maybe there's maybe maybe he gets dealt. You know, so there's decisions. There's some creativity that has to go in because Cohen's clearly stated that he doesn't he doesn't believe you have to go over the threshold to win. You know who we should hear from, guys? Who's that? Fuck. The biggest disappointment I take is for the players and the fans and, and the organization. There's so many people that you know give so much to it, trying to get to the to the last step, and it's so difficult. But. Uh, but like I said, I, 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 everyone feels that way this time of year. The ten teams play in that you know it's, it's such a roll of the dice in, in October. But you know we just didn't do much with the bats tonight. Fuck. I hate that. He's not wrong, but I still hate hearing it. What do you mean? It's such a roll of the dice. It's a crapshoot. Come on. I get it. No, but, but you know problem, all these teams yeah. are built to win. Not everybody can win. I understand, but. It, you know what I'm saying, Michael? No, it, no, it's, it it's, doesn't. It, it doesn't go down well when I have to hear the man's. Well, just it's you know it's the roll because of the it dice. wasn't because it wasn't when you, no. you it was it was a failed pitching performance Friday night and and Friday night by the way it wasn't just the pitching. Obviously Scherzer was was pretty horrid, but Don they were also just sort of symptomatic of what they've been like this last six weeks. 
getting runners on base to bounce back maybe in the bottom of, fir- of the first and not taking advantage of it. This is a problem that's plagued them. So I hear you. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's Buck on, on getting Musgroves checked. You know, I'm charged with doing what's best for the New York Mets, and if it makes, you know, however it might make me look or uh, or whatever, I'm going to do that every time, live with the consequences. I'm not here to not hurt somebody's feelings. You know, I'm going to do what's best for our players in the New York Mets, and uh, I felt like that was best for us right now. God, I love that guy. Were you, su- were you surprised? I don't know if you were watching SNY live, Don. You surprised that the crowd booed Gary when he said that? Let's hear it. Let me phrase this the right way, okay? Buck Showalter is completely within his rights to ask the umpires to check a pitcher for foreign substances. It's up to the umpires then to decide whether it's an appropriate thing to do. I thought that considering the circumstances, 4 nothing, sixth inning, season on the line, it smacked of desperation. And it was fairly embarrassing, I thought, for Buck to do that in that spot. It was not necessary. And as it turned out, Musgrove was not cheating. I think if you if you're going to pull a stunt like that, you better be right. And Buck wasn't right. Well, if it's if it's within his rights to do, how's it a stunt? I, I don't get it. Still don't get it. Still I, confused. I, Met fans love Gary, and rightly so. But there are probably a lot of people maybe didn't even realize that was Gary. So he's not he's not on television usually. Sometimes we give way too much credit that the fans kind of like understand the whole inner workings of things. Oh, they, he's on. They, that's crazy. They he's hurt on television. No, but but uh, I mean, I, when I say television, he's on television. But in, in the post game like that, like I don't. Maybe people don't know that Gary's going to be on the post game. I know because he's always on the post game in the postseason. But I think sometimes we give too much credit that the fans all know exactly who's saying what and. Obviously, his back is to the fans. The fans are all gathered behind. Is it possible they didn't know who said it? They just heard Buck embarrassing and just reacted to that, not knowing that it was Gary making that statement? I think that just because we read a lot of Twitter love for Gary, and I'm not saying they don't love him, they do. Adore him. But but, but that doesn't make the people who are actually at the game love him so much that if they vehemently disagree well, with him, they're not going to boo. They love him, but they probably love Buck more, right? I mean, I, I, Buck's pretty beloved by the organization. I would say that if you put up a poll, Gary Cohen is much more beloved than most of the Met players. Well, that's probably... Mm. So So do you agree with me, then, that the people that were booing maybe didn't even realize who said it? No, I think they realized who said it. I didn't like what he said, but they love him. Buck? It was pretty I mean, embarrassing. Is a pretty strong thing to call. I just oh, don't, I just don't was, get somebody. it. I was I was sitting there stunned. I Everybody else in the house was asleep. I was stunned. I just don't get it. You talked to Buck about it? No, I just uh, I just texted him and congratulated him on a great season. I haven't heard back. That was pretty classy. I said I know it's not the way you wanted to end, but you had a great first season. Did he get back to you? No, he's probably he probably. Uh, in a dark room somewhere beside himself. He just, you know how he handles the stuff. He's probably crushed. Now, from one uh, manager, let's go to another head coach here in the tri-state who's on top of the world right now. The great Buck? No, no, not Buck. Brian Dable, of course. Um, here is Dable on the progression of Daniel Jones at quarterback. He comes in ready to go each week. He's very humble. I think it's very, very important to him. He has very good leadership amongst the team. Players got a lot of respect for him, and I know the coaches do too. We have confidence in him. You know, he's done a really good job for, for our football team and the things that we've asked him to do. He's done them well. 
I'm glad he's her quarterback. I don't know if humble means anything. There's a lot of, like, jack wagon quarterbacks that aren't humble at all, but they're great. But it's probably a little humbling, don't you think, for a quarterback who was drafted in the first round, sixth overall, even before he got hurt, Michael, that they're they're running like wildcats and, and plays that are basically just crying out, we don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield. That could be humbling that they're they're kind of, I don't want to say no, no, dumbing I'm, down. I'm, but I'm not saying that he's not humble. I, I don't know if that's a, a prerequisite for being a great quarterback. Was Joe Namath humble? Not not off the field, but humble in the sense of of sharing the spotlight and delegating delegating responsibility. Different things that not letting the ego get in the way of certain things. I, I bet you there are quarterbacks, Michael. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is just a headache? Yeah, but to, he's to great. You'll take that headache. No, I, you you will. But clearly, Jones isn't isn't good enough to do that. But that doesn't mean that there are quarterbacks that are, that are as good as Jones or less that. Will still let their ego get in the way when it comes to play calling and complaining about things. That you need him to be on board, and I think it. I think it's a nice asset to have if you're not Rodgers, if you're not Brady. Here's uh, Daniel Jones on just how this team's feeling about themselves. I mean, I think we've always had confidence uh, in our group. I think we've we've believed in ourselves, but you know how the outside or how other people view us. You know, I don't think we're concerned with that. But yeah, we played a good game today, and. Uh, we'll continue to build confidence, continue to study what we got to do to get better and continue to improve as a team. Incredible. Same cadence as Eli. I know. It's it's wild. Now, all both could be true where you don't believe he's the future quarterback but still love his work ethic and, and, and he's doing a lot. He's, he's tough. If they finish 12-5 and five and he's a really decent quarterback but not like eye-opening, you moving on? Twelve and five with well, no you, weapons. Well, he had no weapons yesterday, other than well, Saquon. I mean, I think you just the, the plan stays the same. You offer him, you know, what you believe that he's worth, and you run the risk of losing him in free agency. Is there a team out there that is going to look at twelve and five? And that's pretty strong, Michael. That would be that'd be unbelievable if they end up going twelve and five. That there would be a team out there that would offer him more than what the Giants would offer, like like give him you know twenty million dollars a well, year. There are teams that are desperate for quarterbacks. I mean, maybe. The new Panthers coach. By the way, do you see the Panthers are trying to deal Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and willing to eat their salaries, a nah. lot of their salaries? Wow. I'll take Christian McCaffrey. If I'm the Giants, I'll take Robbie Anderson right now. Oh, my gosh. I mean, because think about what this team could be if you actually had some Well, when do you still start, players? Well, when did – because, again, I still – I think they're doing it with mirrors in coaching. Right? They're four and one, but are they uh, – can they really do what Michael used as an example, go 12 and five? Like, All right, can at, they go 10 and 7? But, but at what point do you say, hey, no matter how good we think we are, this conference may dictate that we're a playoff team. Let's act accordingly and let's go get some talent for our quarterback and let's see if we can't make the playoffs. I think soon. But I, I, If they beat Baltimore, and listen, Baltimore's no great shakes. They almost lost their seventh consecutive home game yesterday, all right? Uh, boy, is Tucker good, by the way. He might be their best player. I, he He's in the top five greatest Ravens of all time. Can we agree on that? I know he's a kicker, but name me four better uh, Ravens than him, right? And he's he's amazing. He's money. He really is. But they're still not. They they could beat the Ravens, and if they do, and you're five and one, Michael. I mean, I I don't I don't I, I don't know how you don't go out there and try to make some trades and and kind of 
rejigger your expectations from a team that was probably just trying to get by to a team that's trying to take advantage of their situation. What did you guys uh, think of the Tom Brady roughing the passer call oh, yesterday? A, oh, I was going to talk to Steve Young about it. I got to tell you, this is – it's almost embarrassing that Brady can play at this age because – when when you when you see that, then you Steve's been saying it forever, Michael. But it's true. Come on, then then yeah, I guess you could play to your hundred. Like, come, what did he do wrong? He didn't get driven to the ground. It he was, was oh my god, you can't sack Tom Brady. That's a joke. I mean, I think I, it's an overreaction to a what happened with Tua yeah. and B, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, because it looked like the kind of play that was similar to Tua, but it wasn't. I mean, it really, uh, Don. I'm not kidding. When you watch it. I'm like, oh, if I got sacked like that, I'd be okay. I could get up. In the NFL, yeah. he rolls but, over on him. He fall, it, It's nothing. And by the way, Brady sort of kicks him on the way up, and it's a rough it's but, a rough thing. Uh, but Michael's so right because it's it, it's not even Tua-esque, but it's that whole that he, he, he went down to the ground on his back and they probably sent it. So if we're going that way, tell me I'm wrong that within the next 10 years – you're not going to be allowed to tackle the quarterback Might if he's be, in the pocket. It'll become flag football with the quarterback. And by the way, he didn't go down on his back, Don. He went on the the guy who tackled him. He felt his. That's back what I mean. But, but he got to roll right off of him, it right? It, but you know, you can't uh, have a softer. It landing. wasn't a slamming, but it was like there, there was a turning. Yes, and it I, looked like it could have been right. And that. I think that, but I, but but Michael's right because of what happened with Tua. I bet you the hands on the flag, thinking that he was going to slam him, and then. The, his arm got rid of the flag, anticipating that as the case. What it, just, it was head, awful. Didn't hit his right arm. Awful. Landed on his left arm. It's a joke. It's a joke. Six. Tom Brady should play till he's 50. Here's, here is Brady uh, being asked about the call. The one sack at the end of the game, they call him for roughing the passer, you know, so it extends the drive and you're able to get off the field. What did you think of that play? Had you been lobbying or asking for some late hits there? I don't, I don't throw the flags. He, what is he going to say? Oh, yeah, it was a terrible call. He wants that call. Right. Uh, here's Dwight Freeney discussing it on KJM earlier. This one in particular really bothered me. I think, you know, they thought about, hey, what happened to Tua last week, you know, so they, they figure, okay, you know, we're going to really protect the quarterbacks this year. But these defensive linemen and these linebackers, these guys going out there, they have a job to do, and their job is to tackle the quarterback. There was no reckless intent intent to hurt the quarterback, you know, and I think that the league really needs to look at this because it's, it's destroying games. It's not all about the quarterback position, and I get it. You want to protect those guys as much as possible, but this is a violent game, and violent things do happen from time to time, unfortunately. This wasn't a violent hit. I think That's the, the thing. Said, it really wasn't know, a violent hit. It, no. it just wasn't. The whole the whole weekend was overreaction to Tua because I, I sincerely doubt. Again, I didn't talk to him. Go watch the tackle on Teddy Bridgewater. He, he wasn't concussed. His head didn't even hit the, the the turf. But they're so freaked out now because of the Tua mistake that anybody who goes down like that is, is going to be taken out of the game. Now the guy can't practice till Thursday. Now if he's concussed, I take it back. But I think they overreacted. They, he was not concussed on that play. Well, they changed the protocols too, which is all good. But it's still football. The objective is to stop the opponent, to tackle the opponent, bring them down to the ground. There's no way to legislate injuries out of the sport. Head injuries as well. Um, the Panthers fire Matt Rule as head coach after a 1-4 start. 11 wins during his tenure. 
um, three years into his seven-year contract. This is after getting beat down at home to the 49ers. Also, not a great weekend for Panthers fans. Baker Mayfield will miss time with an ankle sprain at least, quote, a couple of weeks, according to Adam Schefter. And Darnold's still out with an ankle sprain. Darnold's out, which means P.J. Walker will be the quarterback. Wow. Wasn't he, wasn't he in good times? That's J.J. Oh, Walker. Oh, I'm sorry. Just one letter off. Dynamite. <laughs> um, let's good he- times! Let's hear from Jerry Jones. Very oh, nice. Don's favorite part of the show. There's some blitz and glamour. No saying, this isn't one and one, it's two here if this went. This is one and one, the win makes three. Couldn't really hear what he said. That's very, very important. But he's love that man. He's just adding weird numbers to everything. I'm not a math guy. Right. Thank you. I can't count or do math. You and Jerry right in line. Aaron Rodgers not pleased with the locker room after the loss to the Giants. And frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation, and we got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not, that's not winning football. There was conversation about the locker room, and I don't like it, and Josh's my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. I'm not, I'm not a believer in that. In what? Manifestation of words. Stop yourself. Of course you're not. Really? We didn't, you've never. Are you? You think you could speak it into existence? Um, it's all gobbledygook, mumble jumbo. And no, I use no. words as tools, but as weapons. I mean, I mean, I can understand. Not, I don't like talking about losing. I'm not. I'm not a fan of being a part of a team and talking about losing and saying we're going to lose. Now, I don't know what he's referring to. What was said exactly in the locker room? Um, but I, 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 I don't have a problem with him saying that. I mean, no, I don't have a problem with him saying. I don't believe in that. Of course you, you don't. Speak it you don't believe existence. in anything. What do you mean I don't believe in anything? Well, well what, what's what's confidence in yourself but just speaking it out? And, and if, you, if you talk about it, I guess there's a chance that you can. Okay, let me, can I try it right now? I, I want to do play-by-play for Fox on the World Series. I want to do play-by-play no, for Fox on the World see, Series. Now you're, see, now it's not happening. You're insulting us. You're talking down to us right now. It's well, hurtful. Because I'm telling you the truth. So you there's don't no speak nuance. things into but, existence. But do you really want. And again, we don't know exactly what was said. But if you talk about losing in the room, then I, you don't think that can enhance your chances of losing? No. If you outwardly talk about, I don't think we're going to win this week. You definitely don't want that. All it is is just trying to create positivity. By the way, Joe Davis is great. That was just a little bit. But, but you're talking about something specific. Like, I want to be great today. I want to do the best show I can today. You say it out loud. You try to create good vibes. You try to create a good mood and a confidence. That's what I think he's talking about. you got a bunch of guys walking around saying, we stink, we can't win. Maybe not necessarily talking into existence specifically, but does it create a vibe? Does it create an emotion that that plays negative to you trying to win the game? Michael, what is a pep talk? What is a pep talk all but just trying to make words and have them manifest into reality? We're going to win today. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to knock them on their butt today. It's, it's, Listen, I don't it's think the essence be, of football. Before a kickoff, they go, oh, this, this team's going to kill us. That's not a good thing. But you, they're probably going to kill you anyway. Babe Ruth didn't like have to talk himself into hitting 60 home runs. He's a bambino. You don't know what he was doing. Now, let's, let's take a break. We, oh, we, really? Yeah, we talked about the we talked about the Giants. We talked about the Mets. Let's come back and talk about the Yankees and the Jets. I like shall it. we? 
Usually it should be the other way around. Yankee fans I know. are giant fans. I know. This, but that's what that's the thing. I'm dividing everyone up, so you got to stick around and hear what's next. We'll hear from uh, Aaron Boone. We'll hear from Brian Cashman. Discuss the Eraldis Chapman situation. Sure. More ENN next right here on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We had a winner for the big uh, okay. Raw. Yeah, the big WWE Monday Night Raw tonight. And his name is uh, Hugh Ducey from Garfield, oh. New Jersey. Garfield, New Jersey. That's a great name, by the way. Hugh Ducey? Uh, I believe yeah. had, or had, maybe still owns the record for the most bars per capita in the United States. Per capita? Per capita. Capita. Mm-hmm. I'll shorten it up for you. I appreciate can. we appreciate that. <laughs> and I believe Wallington has the record for the most uh, places to purchase alcohol. Really? Oh. Also, I, New spent a lot of, I spent a lot of time in Garfield. A place called Casablanca. It's closed now. Mm-hmm. Is that gambling in that establishment? No, there was some drinking and some oh. karaoke. That sounds like a good time. I've dropped acid. I've taken meth. Oh my! This God. is like mid nineties. What is your uh, karaoke um, go to? Just to irritate you? Yeah. It's taxi. It was raining hot in Frisco. It's a long song. It irritates Michael. I'd sing it twice if I could. (laughs) That's kind of loud and irritating. All right. uh, Let's go to the New York Jets. (laughs) Coming off of, how often do you say this? Let's talk about the Jets coming off a blowout victory at home yesterday. Yay! That's right. Here's the question. When was the last time they won back-to-back games? When was the last time they won a divisional game? When was the last time they won at home? When like, was the last time they had a blowout? <laughs> right. It's just the home thing happened fairly recently, but the back-to-backs and the uh, and, and divisional win. Here's Robert Sala earlier on the program uh, talking about this rookie class of players. Normally with rookies, it takes some time because they're in awe of being in the NFL, right? They're in awe that, oh, my God, look, so-and-so tackled me or I got the cover of Tyreek Hill. But it's not like that with those guys. They feel like they belong, and it's been from the beginning. It is not too big for them, and they show no hesitation. They have no fear, and that part of it's really cool. And I think I can say that about the entire rookie class. All of them just feel like they belong, and it's not too big for them, and I think that's why we're having early success. And I still don't think they've really even scratched the surface of what I think they're going to be. They've got a long way to go. There's still a lot of things that fans don't see where they can get a lot better and i think it's just a matter of time as a time on task they're only going to get time better and better and more explosive well, what, what is Todd, what did that mean there time on task I, now, it, it literally just sounded like a, th- a glitch like he just said it i didn't even understand how it fit into the sentence i want to know one thing peter doesn't don owe, uh, could owe somebody a lot on a bet with rookies of the year you know what it's such a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. That's why you're the professional Week that you are. Five. It's it, if you guys recall, what was the gentleman's name, Anthony? Dave. What was it? You remember? Ganoitney. Was it Ganoitney? Yeah. So a, a gentleman. Jabroni Pumpleduck. How do none of us remember this guy's name? He'll, he'll call in. Can't imagine why. He he called six weeks ago, whatever it was, seven weeks ago, and told Don and myself. That Sauce Gardner would be the defensive rookie of the year 
and and Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson would be the offensive rookie of the year. And Don talked down well, to him. No, no, wait a minute. It, it, it was it was it was even worse for me because it was like it didn't matter who. No, no, no. They but, will have the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie. And of Don the year. said absolutely well, which not, is the, which is the answer. And in fact, Don said, in fact, I promise you, I will give you Jets season tickets. If they get the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, Michael, Don's fighting it right now. It's Sha- it's Shaq from Jersey, by the way. But five weeks into this season, though we are, yes, yeah, it's not out well, of the realm of possibility. Well, I I offered the Jets season tickets because his offer, if he lost the bet, was Sesame Chicken for life. So what was I, what was what was my side of the bet going to be twenty bucks? I had to come up with something significant. I still am on the uh, he's he's still on the losing end of it. If I got him season tickets, and I said I'd either get him season tickets or I'd make sure he'd be in the building for all the home games, still doesn't match Sesame Chicken for life. Okay, but if you, if if you lose, it doesn't matter if it matches Sesame Chicken. No, for but life. I'm saying and I countered with that, not because I disrespected him or his opinion. I had to come up with some. I, I still don't. That, that's a bold thing to happen. I don't think it would ever happen. Now, do you expect happened. the Jets to help you out? Or are you going to pay no, for Jets I, season no, tickets? No, the way I really think, I'll either get the station to um, get the. Uh, we must have some way to get him in the suite. I would pay for each home game that he'd attend. I don't know if I'd be able to get him season tickets per se. But I'd say I'd pay for him to get into the building for free every home game for that upcoming season. A lot of money to Not back really. up your big fat mouth. No, wait a minute. <laughs> First of all, we had a lot of – you weren't even here, so you shouldn't even have an opinion. Right? I was here that day. I remember that. No, but you were here after the fact. We rehashed it. This was something that happened organically during the summer. How would you have reacted, Michael? It's the I wouldn't have bet season tickets. Well, the, the guy, arrogance that oozes from every pore of you—he's not. He doesn't listen to me, does he? The guy said he'd give me sesame chicken for life. What would right. my counter be? What's the, what's the equivalent? Still not equal. I'll buy you a Whopper, Burger King. Anthony's saying also that that Shaq asked for it in the bet. Is that what happened? Yeah, Shaq suggested. Pretty sure that's how it went down. I don't remember. Okay. But uh, I was I was trying to own it, but I because I, I I would you do it again. Well, just because if somebody. <laughs> If Even if you lost, you do it again. No, if somebody said, I'm going to bet you $10,000, okay. it's either yes or no. Right. It's not, all right, you bet 10000 and all right, and if I lose, I pay you $5. I had to come up with something cool. Uh, it's, it's something. He's a Jet fan. Yep. Well, I'll get you a jersey. But you, 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 went, you went way past chicken. No, I didn't. For life? Well, but you turned down the chicken for life anyway. Well, because it's ridiculous, and it also doesn't we make agreed, any sense. We agreed to one Shunli West chi- right. a Chinese feast. Wait, and no, you answered back with season Well, tickets. I don't know how you feel. We're all going to go to Shunli, and I'm going to cripple the guy financially. Because <laughs> I heard about this place, and it sounds spectacular. spectacular. I love Chinese food. I know you love it. I do. We're going to cripple him financially. You're right. I just I, right I am now rooting for the Jets to have offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Um Let's go to Greeny. We never have happy Greeny audio. Look we at always... the numbers. We should have more. <laughs> I think Greeny should be a co-host. Well, judging by the numbers, we should let Sala go, and we should have Greeny be the weekly. That's, that's exactly what with Greeny and Tannenbaum. <laughs> and sometimes Boone, sometimes not. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, listen. Depends on the day. Yeah, because if you look at our reliable right. rating system, it'll tell you that if you get huge guests like managers and coaches, they get yeah. zeros. But it's friends of ours to lose the number. Yeah, Q-tip, no, no, no. But you get a friend of ours to call up and ramble about God knows right. what. It gets a seven. So, hey, here's uh, here's Greeny, though, saying nobody expected this from the Jets. The Jets, something good is happening. Is this a, a, a Super Bowl team? Of course not. Is it even a playoff team this year? Probably not. But all I said before the season started was I want to see the improvement. I want to see the young players looking like they're playing well. I want to see the learning. I want to see the development. And it comes from the coaches, too, because there's still a lot I want to see, particularly from the offensive coordinator that I think needs to get a lot better. But it's happening. It's happening. And it's happening faster than I expected it to happen. He's got he will be unlivable if they ever became great. Unlivable. Well, because let's... Because we're all keeping receipts, thanks to Robert Sala. CBS what, receipts. What is he going to say if they lose 40 to nothing to Green Bay? I don't think that's going to happen. But let's say they do. Then it'll be just, you know, typical Jets. They can't they can't put something together. Uh, you can't go from one end to the other here. I, but if they win, he's going to be calling but, in the saying, Greenberg but, Packers. But this is, but this is what's crazy. And, I, again, I, I, I love the fan base because they've, they've suffered through so much losing. But you're trying to keep things in perspective here because there will be ups and downs. It's still a very young quarterback. It's still a very young team. They're exceptionally talented. There's no question. But there's still a lot to learn about this team. And, you know, in S- you did smack around the Dolphins, who also had a third-string quarterback. So – Let's all just try to keep it in perspective because if you lose to Green Bay, and that's a tough spot for the Jets coming up. It's Lambeau Field, Green Bay coming off a brutal loss. Yeah, so don't jump off the bridge if they lose because I think that's part of, right, Michael, the maturation of a young team. There'll be some winning. There'll be some losing. But let's all just try to keep but it in perspective. I'll tell you what, Greeny's going to feel good, though, because according to Aaron Rodgers, they're talking about losing, so they're going right. to lose. That's that's They're yeah. going to lose. Right, You're no, speaking uh, into existence. Listen, you, I don't care how poorly the Packers are playing or how poorly Rodgers has been and the lack of whatever. They go to Lambeau and win. That that would be something. Oh, that's a tough place to play, no matter what. That's a team coming off a brutal loss. Listen, if they if they go to Lambeau and win to make it three straight with a win at the Packers, this fan base. I mean, you guys should hear the voice note I got from Q Tip today. These people, Jets fans, are out of their. And they gourd. should be because and it's they been should a be, long no, time. Enjoy. I'm not mad at anyone who's having a ball. Right, Pete, but, Peter. Do you do you have the thing on your phone where you could block somebody that's trying to call you? Mm-hmm. You should do that with your Packer friend. Oh, Ballard. Or just not listen to him when he has an opinion. Never again. He's he, his opinion is green and gold color. Well, but, but his his big argument for me was, hey, last week I told you not to pick them, and so I'm I'm objective. He he doesn't understand how close he is to it. I I, I knew I did. I watched them the week before because I picked them and I hated them. Peter, and it's I, I went prune with, the tree. You think he's the first to go? And it, You're getting into a new marriage. You don't need this detritus. The hanger honors. Yeah. yeah. The thing that was most impressive about that game, I mean, the Giants were down 17-3. to three. It wasn't yeah, like there right. was an opportunity for them to just, all right, you're, you're done. I mean, they had to fight back. It's, it's a brutal loss for the Packers. It is. Oh. And a great win for the Giants. All right, let's let, before we uh, wrap Ian in, let's just hear from Aaron Boone on Araldis Chapman missing his batting practice toss. He was scheduled to be here Friday part of our workout with the live was not you know and and not what i thought was an acceptable excuse so um i've had him stay away for now i just felt like him not being here was was not okay and and um i just felt like it was best for him to first to stay away for now 
And here's Cashman. Boone, post-work, I had a conversation with him, and during that conversation, I wasn't a part of that. Boone, he made the decision just telling him, just stand down and just stay home. You, know, you got to be all in at this time of year, and it's disappointing that he effectively made that type of decision. You know, we're going to have what we have here, and you know, people who are competing to, you know, dying to be on this roster and fighting to be on this roster and, and want to be on this roster, and even though those decisions haven't been made yet, he, again, chose to be absent. Let's hear what Michael Kay has to say about all of this on the other side. That'll do it for E and N. When did Brian start smoking cigars? That voice? Yeah. No, he's had that for a while. That's his style. 